question as a diabetic, how do I manage stress when I'm feeling out of control physically? My blood sugar is here. It's too low. I got to get it going up. Well, it's always back to our routines, the things that we're learning. And I'm a routine mantra guy because it's it really transformed my life learning these things. So I always have apple juice or something that is there for me or close by. And it doesn't matter if I'm hiking, I'm sitting at home, I make sure I'm prepared for what could happen. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That chance favors a prepared mind because I can make a mistake. I can miscalculate. I can forget to take a shot. I could overdo my insulin amount by accidentally double entering a bolus. I've done all of these, by the way. And uh, so the fact that I have it available is a learned response. I may not need it, which is usually what happens when you have it. So stress as a whole is first, we've got to acknowledge that it exists. Two, that it's valid. And then three, what can we do as you've been pushing about it to relieve it, to reduce it, or in the worst case, just manage it and put ourselves in a state of control over it. And as a diabetic, losing control of our sugars affects our head, our thinking, our mindset, our attitude, our emotions. It affects our heart. I mean, physically affects our heart. The up and down of blood pressure, the, 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 the rapid pulsing, if we're getting low blood sugars, to uh, uh, cold sweats, to all it may be. This is real physical stress, which then creates emotional stress, right? And mental stress. So, and all of that combined, the actions we need to do is really try to create these routines. As human beings, um, given that life is stressful, given that situations we do every day or have stress and there's positive and negative stress, one of the very intentional things we can do is to make sure that we meet our needs on a daily and weekly basis. So I learned, uh, I learned back in the 80s uh, from reading Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People. And he'd done a massive amount of research on what makes people feel that they've been successful in life. But he found people lived successfully by, li- by meeting their needs on a weekly basis. So as an example, I've got a need for mental stimulation, but I've also got a need for physical activity. So what am I going to do this week that stimulates me mentally? What am I going to do this week that makes sure that I get enough activity in as well? And it's that balance of, and this is just one example, Heath, uh, and you do this exceptionally well. It's that balance of mental activity and physical activity that meet, meet in the middle and really help make us feel excellent. So if we miss the mental stimulation, there's a gap there or, yeah, there's a gap there. And if we, do, if we don't get exercise during the week, there's a gap there as well. So it's this way in all the human needs. It's this way, uh, and you, uh, maybe you can speak a bit on this, are the list of six major human needs, yeah. right? As an example, another I'd human needs, the feeling of significance and or contribution, two different needs there. Yeah. But if those needs aren't, if you're not feeling significant, that's a, there's a gap there. If you're not contributing to something, there's a gap there. So what action you take varies from person to person and situation to situation. I mean, I had a cousin once, 
just got out of a relationship <clears throat> and I, she started to uh, uh, it was christmas time and i found i said what are you doing and she says i'm volunteering down at the salvation army and i'm feeding the homeless and i thought what a terrific here's a lady that was in crisis you know a broken relationship in crisis like massive stress in her life and what she was dealing with that stress by taking action by helping others contributing and feeling significant right bolstering two yeah. major needs she had and while dealing much better with that stress in her life. But let me just quickly list the four primal needs that all of us meet in everything we do and everything we feel. The first, and these aren't in order of priority, they're unique to each of us, but it's certainty, that's safety, that's control, that's uh, the, uh, understanding. Uh, the opposite of that, the paradox is uncertainty or variety, that feeling of I needing an adventure, as Bob said, that uh, these are critical uh, for everybody. The third being significance, that's respect and, and that people would think that, you know, we're all good enough, that whatever it is that we're doing in our job or if, if we're athletes, or, that we're doing a good job. The last is connection, that love that we get from our relationships. Those are four primal needs. And I know that if you ask yourself and you think about the things that we do every day, it's either positively building up to meet that need or it's tearing it down. It's being constructive or it's being destructive, the fulfillment of that need. You know, it's like um, my son when he was young, if I wasn't able to give him the time and the attention he needed in a specific moment when he came up and was being all loving, it's funny how very, very shortly after that feeling of rejection or missing out would be an outlay of emotions that definitely got my attention. So he felt significant that, I, that he was important in the moment. He always tried to do it constructively and in love. But when that's not met, he would go to the destructive to get his attention and his significance need met. I can share, truthfully, that I do it every day if I am honest with where I'm at. So I think us looking at those four primal needs is critical. But you mentioned contribution and, and growth. These are our fulfillment needs, and they're critical for the longevity of life. It's, the, it's like cooking with blue flame with those primal needs and that nice slow cook with, that always brings fulfillment. And it's through progress, which happens through giving and growing. We believe in our programs that there's four pillars and four pillars that build the foundations of our life that takes everything from our mindset, you know, to our nutrition, to our exercise and movement, which you already addressed, and right into our energy, that recovery that we need to allow ourselves. And all of these pillars can be used to meet our needs. 